Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and other sports news. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, is none other than Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, how the hell are you? Doing pretty, pretty good. Fresh off a of vacation, actually. Ooh. Yeah. How was little, that? Where you break. went to... Palm Springs? Yeah, I went out to LA? LA for a few days, got uh yeah. went down to Palm Springs, got a nice little massage, got a facial, a little R and R in the sun, you know, watched a little tennis, you know. Type that of sounds like that, that sounds like a very Marcus Chinqui type of vacation. I was gonna say that's what that's what I that's what I needed, you know. So you you checked all the boxes basically. Rejuvenated. Even got to watch Fed, you know, it's a Oh, in the uh, they, I, I, in the what were they in? It was Indeed it wasn't Wells. like one of the big majors. It's still, yeah. Did Fed win? Uh, he did not. He so. lost in the because fi- Nadal dropped out, right? Yeah, lost in the finals. Oof. Good day though. We sat there cooking for like eight hours in the sun, but needed man needed that that's vitamin crazy. D. That's crazy. Fed is still you know he's still there. He's still in the mix. Good for him. Yeah, Thirty-seven uh, years old. Wow. I wait, I hope. I mean, I'm pretty close to 37 now. Yeah, we're we're that much closer, man. I yeah, I mean, I went for my birthday, big three three. Yeah, so we're creeping the, up there. Uh, you know what? I have a feeling we'll still be doing podcasts every couple weeks, complaining about the Knicks. And speaking of complaining about the Knicks, a lot of news. Uh, all bad news. The Knicks are still in last place. <laughs> They're in dead last place. Uh, looks like they have solidified a chance at getting the the top pick the bottom three teams will all have a 14 percent chance so the knicks are right there in the mix we're we'll talk a little bit more more about that later of what what we're hoping for um as we'll talk a little march madness as you might be listening to this on thursday when march madness kicks off but it is right now a wednesday night so we'll be making our final picks to the brackets but before we get into that let's talk a little knicks marcus the big news since we've been away is James Dolan. Ugh. Yep, he's back. <laughs> he was on an interview with Michael Kay, one of New York's finest, the voice of the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it because I can't listen. I just can't. I can't listen to this schmohawk talk <laughs> I, I i nothing he says means anything to me i couldn't do it we talked before this it sounds like you did and my, my feelings are set in stone about james dolan no matter what this guy says i i, I just don't buy it I, I he's always gonna say something stupid i saw a few quotes here and there just you know on social media and things and that and it's just Typical James Dolan making outrageous statements. Oh, everyone wants to come here. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can't wait till next season. 20 years later, here we are. Like, I... You tell me. Did I did, did I miss something in the interview that he said that was so enlightening? No. That I don't not, know about? That something the, about the next I mean, is going to happen? I listened to it. It's about 45 minutes. I listened to it on the way to the airport, so I had nothing else to do. But... You hear this guy, and you just want to wring his neck. And you could hear Michael K was just trying to dig and get some actual answers because it's like, 
what is wrong with this guy? Like, he's so sensitive. Like, he's such a little baby. And I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he got a hold of this podcast and we're banned from ever coming to the garden again because we're speaking ill of James Dolan. Wouldn't surprise. Now, I didn't listen to the interview, so, like, just kind of to summarize, I mean, was he giving him hard questions? Was he giving him, like, layups? Or no, well, what, what, it's, how- it's funny because he knew everything they were going to ask him before because he had, at the end of the interview, he's going through his notes. You can hear him flipping the pages of all the things that he <laughs> wanted to talk about. I mean, they were asking him the right questions, but it's like he had it all prepared, which is so, like, so weird. I don't know. So the first thing, I mean, the reason he's on there is because of the fan that said something to him and he got him banned for life from the TMZ to the video that I did watch. And his... which was disgusting, by the way, James Dolan, like what a baby. And just keep the... walking, man. So just keep his, walking. His whole thing throughout is that it was an ambush is what he's claiming. And he's like, oh, they have video of the guy following him, like pointing to him and coming from their seats on the other side of the arena just to get to the tunnel so they could say something to him. And it's like, okay, they said, sell the team. That's all they said. Right. And like, that's, that sounds pretty accurate. Like, yeah, they wanted to egg James Dolan on to try to get a reaction out of him. And he took and then, the bait and that's what he always does. And we're like, and that's what they were asking. It was like, why did you take the bait? You know, all you could have done was just smile and laugh and walk away. Like, you're the billionaire who owns the team. Right. Why are you engaging these people? And he's just like, he's like, oh, you know, I guess if I look back, yeah, I took the bait. You know, like, I could (laughs) have done things differently. But him telling me to sell the team is like him asking me to quit, and I'm not a quitter. And, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so ridiculous, this guy. And he just kept going on about how it was an ambush. Because they fo- they have footage of the guy following him down to the tunnel. It's like it's a couple of schmucks that are at hey, the game, and yeah. they just want to say something, you know. We, in a, in a sense, we ambushed Allen Houston at the Atlanta Hawks game. Uh, oh yeah, and he was loving it. Back. I mean, <laughs> we weren't heckling him. We we just wanted to get a picture, his bodyguard, kind of. Hey, who are you guys? I was like, Allen Houston has a bodyguard. This is crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's just so sad. It's really. And we forget, this is the same guy who had Charles Oakley thrown out, dragged out of MSG. I mean, when, it's just disgusting, is what it is. And I'm, I'm embarrassed as a, as a Knicks fan to have this guy own the team. Yeah, and, and, and he said he had to like clarify and repeatedly say he has no intentions of selling the team. He's not planning on doing it. He doesn't know where... You know, Bill Simmons saying he knows people that know that he wants to sell it. He's like, no, no one's selling the team. It's not going to happen. And they did, like you mentioned, they did some talking about free agency. And he says, like, yeah, you know, we get engaged by players and by representation all the time. and All the time. Like, all they're not the allowed to talk about it, but it, he can say that it does happen. So... In his eyes, he's like, yeah, we know people want to come here. I'm, and I, I'm not going to say who this James Dolan reminds me of, but he does sound like another spoiled little everything handed to him rich kid. You know, I know the best people. Oh, everyone wants to come here. It's everyone else's fault. Um, he's a pretty popular 
uh, guys in the news every day, tweets a lot. But I, I'm just saying, this guy, Dolan, man, is so full of it. And he is the reason that players don't want to come to New York. And I'm just, I'm so sick of it. I'm so glad I didn't listen to that interview. I don't, I don't want to give him the pleasure of, of giving people rating. Michael K, shame on you for having this guy on, on your show. You want to be a true New Yorker? Don't have this guy on your show. Because he's a clown. And everything I'm hearing, too, is he says the same things over and over again. It's all lies. I was ambushed. Give me a break. I, I, like, I don't know how you Marcus. go home after that just feeling like, oh, man, I told someone else to hit the bricks. And <laughs> I feel pretty great about it. And he's driving home to his mansion or his penthouse or wherever he goes. Feeling great. And we're like, dude. So you can go to band practice. <laughs> it's just, it's so pathetic. Uh, all right. I, I think, I think we've given James Dolan enough, enough talk. Uh, you're actually right. If he, if there's any chance that he finds out about this podcast, I don't think it's likely, but, uh, I mean, I'd we could be banned from the garden. Tweet man. it to him and be like, Hey, do your work. <laughs> what? Got that pizza oh, coming. Is that, is that the pizza buzzer? Oh man. We did know coming to the podcast that Marcus had a pizza coming, and it appears that it is here. Uh, I can assure the listeners that it is Domino's, which I do respect, uh, although he lives in New York City. So if it is true that he decided to get Domino's of all the pizza places in New York, uh, we should shame him for sure. Yeah, he's, th- he's throwing back in the headphones. Did you get Domino's pizza? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He lives in New York, people, and he's getting dominoes. <laughs> we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. And we're back. So enough about James Dolan. Pizza's here. Let's let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about the Knicks? Clyde. Oh, Clyde news. Clyde's in the news. Uh, everyone else in America is like, who the hell is this? It's Paul Clyde Frazier, ladies and gentlemen. It's the legend. You get to know these guy, this guy. He only speaks the truth. He talked about LeBron James. Kind of saying he doesn't really care. And I, and I was watching the Lakers-Knicks game. Pretty great game. Uh, Hazonia with the block at the end, Super but Clyde did his thing that he normally does. He calls it like he sees it. And regardless of the numbers, we all know, yes, we hold LeBron James to, you know, uh, uh, higher expectations than anyone else in the league, but his body expressions and, how he's handling himself on the court, sitting at the end of the bench, and just watching him play, he's kind of just given up. He knows and, it's a wash of a season. He's, he's... Yeah, I mean, the Lakers were up 11 with like five minutes to go. The game was kind of over. And then it just, I mean, the way he was playing in the fourth quarter and just the way he was acting, I mean, Clyde was just calling like he saw it all game. Like LeBron just seems a little disinterested and... I don't know. To me, this isn't something surprising. Anytime LeBron in his career, it hasn't happened much, but when he's losing, whether it's pretty much up to this point, only been in the playoffs, but he doesn't really 
handle that stuff well. And I don't blame him. I'm not I'm not saying what LeBron's doing is wrong, even giving up on the, the Lakers team right now with all the injuries and then not making the playoffs. He had a groin injury coming coming back and the team, the young guys don't seem to be doing what he wants and he is LeBron. He is the king. Uh I personally think he's not the king of not the NBA the of anymore. He's also thirty four years old. He's had a Hall of Fame career, one of the best players to ever play the game. But don't hate on Clyde, man. He's just calling it like he sees it. And I don't think he's wrong at all. And that's I, like, I, I will never say Clyde is out of line, but especially in this time, he was not out of line. Yeah. I mean, LeBron when, has kind of given up on his team at this year, and it's pretty obvious. Now you li- And you listen to, who was it, Damon, Damon Jones? That was all up in ESPN the last couple of days saying like, oh, I completely disagree with what Clyde is saying. It's like he doesn't know LeBron. He doesn't watch the games every day. So he doesn't know that he always sits in that same seat. You know, like Kobe used to always sit at the end of the bench and stuff. But it's not even that, the fact that he's sitting there. You know, it's the body language. It's the attitude he's got. Like, not to say that he's given up, but he just said, yeah, he's disinterested. You know, he knows that this season isn't going anywhere. Like, you don't have to come to his defense. Like, everybody knows it. Clyde is just letting you know what he sees. He saw what I saw. He's the voice of the people, man. Yeah, and and Clyde hates. I mean, he talks about the Knicks too, and like Lack you know, sometimes when things are going wrong, Clyde will just call it like he sees it. I don't know how else to say it. Like that's if you were watching the game and in the context of an afternoon game, and yeah, things slow down a little bit, and just like what was going on with the team and the Lakers having that big lead, and you know the the Lakers players were really hustling, and it was kind of amazing that they lost that game to the Knicks. And keep in mind, the Knicks are the worst team in the NBA and the Lakers had that lead and LeBron James is on the Lakers. So in any other situation in LeBron's career, him coming to New York city, having an 11 point lead in the final minutes of the fourth quarter, and then they lose. And throughout the game, you just saw it. It's just like something's kind of up and that boy, ain't it's right. just, it just, it was so obvious. Like everyone's saying, oh, this and that. St- look at the numbers. He's not, not trying. Y- you can just, sometimes you just see it. And as I said before, yes. Do we hold LeBron to a certain level that we don't other players? Of course. Is the scrutiny higher here than in any other situation? And of that's course. what Clyde was saying. That he's the face of the NBA. Like you got to act a certain way. That's the responsibility you have. Like, if, if it was J.R. Smith doing it, I'm sort of like, nobody would care. Right. But it's LeBron. Anything LeBron does, people are going to take notice. And would this be blown out of proportion if the Lakers didn't lose the way they did? I don't think this would have even been a story. Yeah, got blocked but by if you're, yeah, Sazonia. If you're LeBron James, yes, Sazonia did dunk over uh, Giannis earlier in the season. The two greatest He's plays of his life. This year. But it was just like LeBron... I don't even care that you're 34 and even coming off an injury, you can take Hazonia to the hole. Like if you're not going to pull up and just take a jumper, you're going to try to take him to the hole. Then last second, do like a pull, pull up and try to shoot over. I don't, I don't know what the the plan was there. Um, there's some theories that he didn't want to take it all the way to the bucket because how bad his free throw shooting has been. And so he kind of went in and then realized like, you know what? I'm going to pull back and try to take a fade away here. It was just a weird play. Overall, it didn't it didn't seem like a typical LeBron uh, night and just game. And I think Laker fans 
for the most part, would agree with Clyde. I mean, and I, they don't seem too happy Clyde with LeBron. Said that I do not agree with. So, I don't think Clyde said anything I've ever disagreed with. He's well, Clyde Frazier, the guy <laughs> he knows his stuff. Game Just go seven. to Clyde's Wine and Dine, man. Try those wings. Delicious. Ooh, yeah, maybe, maybe this weekend, catch a little March Madness and watch, <laughs> yeah. watch some wings. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, so let's, okay, that, that's, there's been way too much uh, Knicks talk on the Let's Talk Knicks <laughs> podcast already. Uh, the season's over. We're big New York fans, just in general, New York sports. Some big, big, huge developments. I don't know that you had to say it like that. It's not the kind of podcast uh, It's always that kind of podcast, man. Huge. We, huge. The New York Jets and the New York football giants. I am a Jets fan. I am Marcus a Giants fan. Is, uh, is, is so, a, a well-known Giants fan around the city of New York. Two different stories. If you don't mind, I'd like to just start with the Jets. I'd like to welcome Le'Veon Bell to the squad and just say that as a Jets fan, I couldn't be happier. I'm a little annoyed with there's still some Jets fans out there that are kind of like, eh, I don't know. He's 27. He took a year off. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, I'm not saying the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl next year. Probably not going to make the playoffs again. But with Sam Darnold being a second-year quarterback – you just gave him arguably, I would say, coming into the season, we have to see how it plays out, but the second or third best running back in the league behind your Saquon Barkley and maybe even Zeke as two running backs that are younger and maybe better. But Le'Veon Bell, everyone's fantasy draft last year, he was pretty much going at that number one pick or pretty close. Some people were worried about is he going to play, but Le'Veon Bell's a hell of a player, man. He can catch balls too. Uh, lining up as a slot receiver. I mean, this guy, he's Le'Veon freaking Bell. And with the development of Sam Darnold, I just, I love the pick. I love the pickup, rather. And I love the fact that for the price we got him, too, seems like a discount. Money well spent. Uh, You look at all the successful teams in the NFL, you got to have that run game. You need that run game. And the Jets haven't had it. In a long time, maybe yeah. since Curtis Martin, the biggest been, name. That used to be their bread and butter was they were ground and pound, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't even know necessarily if, like, you know, does, is Le'Veon Bell the kind of ground and pound type? Maybe a little bit, but he does so much more. Yeah. I, I just, if I'm Sam Darnold, I am just so excited, like, to have that. It boosts his confidence. And so whether the Jets even make the playoffs in the whole time that he's there, you would hope that they eventually can. He is only 27. That's... It's kind of old for a running back, but this is just going to develop. If Sam Darnold can't make this work with having Le'Veon Bell as his running back, then maybe Sam Darnold is not the guy. Like, this is really going to tell you if Sam Darnold's the guy. I uh, love the Jets' defensive moves with Mosley, linebacker. I think we're going to draft another defensive lineman. Uh, I just really – I still don't like the coaching hire. It makes me a little bit nervous about Bell, the way Adam Gase was in Miami with Drake and a lot of complaints about how he was running that offense out there. So I'm a little nervous about that. But overall, the Jets just got Le'Veon Bell. I don't, I don't know how you're not happy about that. Like, I mean, as a Giants fan, were you 
You just, I'm sure you just gave the little like, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I didn't was think pretty, about it for too long. I was pretty long. shocked, but I was like, you know, good for them. Yeah. Like, yeah, they made a good move. <laughs> Way to go. Um, it's nice that somebody in the in this city knows how to <laughs> sign a player, you know? Yeah, that um, gets me to your, your New York football giants. I am uh, just wow, man! <laughs> wow, <laughs> like when you when you guys passed on Sam Darnold last year in the draft, and you got Saquon Barkley. I was like, you know what? They're going for the home run. They believe in Eli. They're going Saquon, Odell, Shepard coming in, uh, Ingram, like high powered offense. Like here we go. I felt personally, you got to get rid of Eli. But maybe then this year they were going to draft a quarterback. Then I thought Dwayne Haskins is all I hear. They're going to get Haskins. Or maybe they'll even trade up and go for Tyler Murray. Then you'll have the OBJ, Saquon. Everyone will be back. Giants are going to make a push. That did not happen here. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be honest. I'm curious to hear what your take on all this is because I don't know what the hell the New York Giants are doing. I I mean, I I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, I mean, you, you just lost Porzingis. Now you're losing hotel. Like I, I can't imagine. It's like I'm thinking Giants to myself, why do I even watch How New are York we sports feeling anymore? There, you know, it's. I mean, when I saw it go down, I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 <laughs> this is not. Re- this, I was like, this can't be real. And then to see that they like he's going to the Browns for a second round pick, and you got a first rounder, no? No, didn't the Giants get a first? No, they got. Uh, they got a first. They got the Browns' first round pick and yeah. Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers for yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. And I think they got a third round pick too. And you're telling me that that is a deal you could not refuse? Listening to listening to Gellman talking yesterday, he's like, "They we got a deal we just couldn't turn down." I'm like, "Are you nuts?" I think that's what everyone's like. Aren't they crazy? And I'm just like, what? is going on here like there's gotta be again like the same thing with Porzingis. like there's gotta be more to this story but i don't in this case it i don't has, think there is it has a weird there's a lot of weird similarities with that like what the kind of what you're getting in return and now what is the path of the team that i follow yeah and they ha- it's, it's so you pick up this guy you pick up a safety we had landon collins great safety oh man yeah that's a the lot guy. of giants fans are pissed about that everyone too. was like how are they gonna just let that dude walk and you pick up an average state. I had to uh, consult uh, Roger Fish about what's going on with the Browns. He was just like, yeah, he's an average safety. He's all right. And that's who you get for Odell. And I'm just, ugh. And, and most recently, to, to, and they, they keep adding to this. Because then they go out and they sign Golden Tate. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> I, I'm just, what, Why? what is the, the thinking I, I just I don't I don't see any clear plan, and this is w- where I was saying before with the whole drafting Saquon Barkley, where I was so surprised. I think Saquon Barkley is the best running back in football. That guy is unbelievable, and this poor guy. Running backs typically have like a very short shelf life. They can get injured, knees, everything else. Trade Saquon Barkley. Just get what is even the point. New York Giants to keep this guy. You guys going to be holding this guy hostage, wasting he I th- I think is the best running back in football. Maybe that's a little outlandish. He's certainly one of the best running backs in football. 
If I have the first pick in fantasy, I don't know if I'll take him because he's on the Giants. That's the only reason why I might not take him because I it doesn't make sense. You guys now need to rebuild it like every single aspect of the game. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I but to, but to, uh, on the flip side, it's almost they were doing that to Odell because they know they're going to be rebuilding and they're handcuffing him in his prime years, coming into his prime years. So let him go. Saquon's he's a, a rookie. He's in his se- he's coming into his second year, so that's part of the rebuild. And the re- how I, many I, I how many years know, though many, can you wait? I don't know how long it's going to take. Right, you have. I mean, if you have a top, let's even just say for argument's sake, like a top three running back. I mean, I still think the guy's unbelievable. So you're going to wait three years to rebuild, like waste three years of a prime player. Like you, the Giants need a quarterback. Yeah. And Let's just say that plain and simple. They and they when they drafted Barkley, everyone was happy. Like Giants fans were kind of like, okay, you take we the got best Odell, available. we got this That's high powered offense. Like we'll figure out the quarterback thing. Like maybe they're talking about Josh Rosen now, but I'm still thinking Giants fans. I'm going to ask you: Do you really think bringing in a guy like Josh Rosen is going to like? fix the Giants now? No. Especially after you just got rid of your best receiver? Yeah, that's, that doesn't make any sense to do that. I mean, it would have made sense if they didn't blow up the team. And it's like, okay, we'll get him as a backup. We'll see how he does. But, yeah, I don't know what, they're, what they would give up to get him now. And personally, I would have said, go get Teddy Bridgewater or something. Like, that guy's yeah, good quarterback. I don't think the Saints would give around. him up. But... I think he signed with the Saints yeah. for a year. And now that I hear, they're not even looking at Dwayne Haskins. Like, they don't even want to yeah. look at him. So what is the plan? Like, nobody knows. I don't, if, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I was I, – I don't know either. I really don't. I don't um, – because I'll say this. I thought, as a non-Giants fan, that the Giants should have traded Odell. Yeah, you've been saying that for a couple of years. For a while, though, before this year, like, because you look at just teams who have big time, big money wide receivers, and it it doesn't usually lead to Super Bowls. And it, it's you can spend your money better elsewhere. There are other positions that mean more on the football field. Now, when it came to the Giants, though, after they drafted Saquon, my tone changed. Because now I'm, as we were saying, I'm thinking, okay, they're going for the high-powered offense because this is now becoming an offensive league, and I'm like, you know what? I still don't believe in Eli, and last year was proof that like you got to move on from Eli. So if I'm the Giants, I would think, you know what? We're gonna trade up to get the number one pick and take, and take Murray at number one, with Odell, Saquon, Shepard, Ingram, Murray. We're going all in on our offense. We'll pay some money. We'll trade draft picks, but we'll we'll draft the rookie QB who can start right away. And we'll try to get some defensive moves and even just have an average defense with that high powered of an offense and an average defense in today's NFL, we can win right now. And we have a lot of young guys. We can build our defense in the future and have this often this core offense of young guys for the next 10 years or whatever it's going to be. But instead, these moves, I just I don't. I don't understand. I don't, uh, At least with the I, Knicks, just, they're like, I don't we're know. freeing up cap space so we can get Durant and Kyrie. There's like kind of this dream sequence of like, okay, this is our direction now, which I think is complete BS. At least with the but, Knicks, they put, they're putting themselves in a position to make a move. The to Giants do something. Right. Are not. Like, they just gave away 
and their best. What is the ownership nothing? even saying? They they don't. I don't even think they have an answer. They're, they're just like, yeah, we got Eli. Yeah, we're not really looking at quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. we're gonna sign Golden Tate. We're gonna like like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said like nothing about this makes any sense. I'm lucky I'm living in New York now. Otherwise, no other team. This team would never be on getting a Monday night or a Sunday night game. And I will say too to Giants fans out there, I I feel for Giants fans even more because I always knew Giants fans liked Odell Beckham. I never realized how much Giants fans loved Odell Beckham, and I think they still do love Odell Beckham. And they they're not they miss him, and they they're people can turn man on an organization and like, this is a really, this has been a really sad off season for giants fans. And I feel bad because I don't know what direction they're going in. You traded away a guy who has been through a lot off field issues, some injuries, a lot, a lot of things with Odell. He's, he's, he's a handful. Yeah, And that's the thing. He's not really gotten but giants any fans don't major mind. trouble. He's not, you know, no, as crazy as NFL players are, he, he's on the lower end of crazy things that he's done. It's just his personality. And I'll be interesting to see what kind of personality he'll have in Cleveland because that's just, you know, he's just going to be cold and yeah. sad all the time. But, you know, all <laughs> the personalities and stuff, in it Cleveland doesn't, it doesn't fly there. There's a lot of, lot of egos in Cleveland. I, I, I caution you, Cleveland, as much as you're excited about Odell, injuries happen, you lose a game happens, everyone gets angry, I want the ball, I want the ball. You got a lot of guys, I'm just... I know Cleveland's really happy right now, but I just be careful out there a little bit. It, you know, it's uh, a lot of a lot of egos, man. I just uh, Mayfield, Landry, Odell. I don't know. I'm just I'm always concerned. I'm a Jet fan. I'm a Nick fan. I'm always I'm I'm skeptic about everything. I mean, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see what happens at the draft, but oh. Lord have I'm not. Mercy. I'm not excited going into next season as a Giants fan. As a Jets fan, I'm. I'm. I'm very yeah, excited. Be optimistic as a Jets fan. I like. Fans. The defense. I like, I like you should uh, I mean, feel good. People, I always say the beauty about the NFL is that a team teams can turn it around in one year very quickly. It's mm-hmm. amazing how teams just like pop up, and the Jets seem to be. Just watch out. I mean, obviously the Patriots eventually are going to get like worse and not win a Super Bowl, and then you know I like what the Bills are doing too. Uh, you know, Josh Allen. Kids got an arm. I just watch out, AFC East. <laughs> and we this year the AFC East plays the NFC East, uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting. The Jets' home game, of course, against the Giants, unbelievable. Um, yeah, all maybe, right, maybe I'll fly out for for a game. We'll see what uh, see what I can do for <laughs> you. <laughs> so, a lot of football talk, a lot of New York news, as we said earlier in the show. March Madness. We are taping this on a Wednesday night. You'll probably be listening to this as early as tomorrow, Thursday, when the games start. Have you filled out a bracket? I've been I've been tinkering nonstop since Selection Sunday. I promised I wouldn't tinker. I can't tell you how many times I've tinkered. <laughs> I've been tinkering during this podcast. Tinkerbell, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have filled out two. Two? Yeah, okay. two different. I got, uh, I got a work one, and then... The guy you sent me like four years ago. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that when I first moved to Michigan. I'm still in that bracket, too. I like it. It's a big group. So just a quick 20 bucks and you never know. I uh, I won that league, that that bracket 
maybe five years ago. I, I want to say it was when we were living in Boston. I was very proud of that. Oh, yeah? And I, I use my method. I do every year. And that is whoever is the favorite to win it all. I have them winning it. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is my strategy. And I've, I've won three years doing this strategy. It, it works out well. You're not going to win every year. So no surprise this year. I'm picking Duke. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I, all the championship games, uh, this last weekend, I was trying to watch, catch up, get a feel for the teams, especially the big teams. And I like Duke. Am I wrong? Uh, it's, it's hard not to like them. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't uh, know how you could bet against them. I have them in that same bracket. I have, I have Duke winning it. Yeah. Um, and the other one. I just made a little. I just changed it up a little bit, just because there's so many people in this <laughs> yeah. thing. If you, yeah. everyone's picking Duke, you're not going to win. So I had to go with. I think I got Kentucky winning in that one. So I was like, oh, let me try something a little different. You know, I'm doing one bracket this year, and I have Kentucky in the finals against Duke. And this really comes with no knowledge of, of why I watched a couple games. Kentucky looks great. They have amazing <laughs> athletic freshmen, John Calipari. I love it. But the, the, the truth is I had UNC mm. going to the finals, but they did tinkered. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I did was because I opened up my Twitter account and the first post is from Mr. Stephen A. Smith who likes UNC to win the whole thing. I got him out in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> I I I feel so confident that UNC is going to get dropped out. Uh, they could still make it to the Final Four, even the finals. But if you get the, the Stephen A. Uh, vote of confidence, like it, it's just not going to happen, man. It's 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 a guarantee that UNC is not going to win it all. Anyone with a bracket with UNC, don't pick them. Sorry, Stephen A. But I'm just. I'm just saying, man. I feel more confident about Duke than ever before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I like – I've only did one bracket this year. So I kind of have the same – I have the same thing in that same group. I have I have it Duke, uh, Kentucky in the final with ah, Duke so taking like it. What are, your, what are your other two? I so got – so I got Tennessee and uh, Kentucky and Duke and Michigan as my final I four. have Michigan as well. And then I have Virginia in there. Wow. I, see, I don't like that we have the same. I got to go tinker now. I can't. <laughs> we can't be having the same brackets here. Well, you got no, Tennessee. I, mean, I got. I mean, I thought about Virginia, and I was like, ah, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of like yeah, those no two seeds. You know, like the. I think Tennessee won't even get there. But you, the thing with this, you just never know. Yeah. You really never. You have Michigan, huh? Hmm. Maybe I got to go Gonzaga. Because usually I go Michigan. I have usually I have Michigan State. Going far. I don't know why. I know a lot of people that went there, and I'm just always like, oh, all right, I'll go to Michigan State. They always end up losing, but yeah, like a, I'm an Izzo fan. I like his game, but in the other in the other bracket, I don't. Who do I? Have? I think I might have. I'm already. I'm. I'm live tinkering as we speak. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying the to pull it up you, now. I don't know where it is. Yeah, the fact that you have. We have like a we have the same bracket. We can't have that. This one on the well, who do you have on the, who do you have for any any upsets? Uh, early round upsets. I got uh, Ja 
over at uh, Murray State. Big big upset. I have. We got a tinker. I got St. Louis. <laughs> I got St. Louis going to the Sweet Sixteen. I got Maryland in my Sweet Sixteen. I got Villanova in my Elite Eight. Nova, well, lead at. Uh, and then, what else do I have? I got I got a lot going on, man. It's uh. All right, so yeah, I got Kentucky winning. <laughs> I got. <laughs> Know how you move through this thing. All right, so final four and the other bracket. I got yeah, Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, Kentucky. Same one. I got to tinker again. I was looking at I was looking at both brackets at the same time. So <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be tinkering until like eleven forty five tomorrow. Let's get crazy. ACC. You know what? I'm tinkering, man. <laughs> we're 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 in full on tinker mode live. You heard it here first. I'm putting Florida State in my final four. Ooh. I'm not... That's based on nothing. How many guess guess how many games? Actually I did get to see Florida State play for You watched them play one game. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's let's uh Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I I, I got some tinkering to do, man. I I can't be podcasting during this. Uh <laughs> We, but I, but I will say the mo- the most guarantee, uh, the biggest guarantee that I believe I have is the fact that UNC will not uh, be going to, <laughs> to the finals or winning the finals because of Stephen. A. Or maybe Stephen maybe a. I'm being too hard on Stephen A. Maybe I need to adjust that and get back to some UNC because a lot of people have Kentucky. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be tinkering all night. Uh, it's March Madness, man. I. I love that. This is one of my f- most favorite times of year. I, I really don't follow college basketball as much throughout the year, but this is a chance to, to look at players that could potentially be in the blue and orange. Yeah. Next That's year. the only reason and why that, for the last few years I've been yeah. watching it closely. Cause I'm like, okay, we got to pay attention to who these Knicks are going to end up getting yeah. next year. So, and I do want to say we haven't really talked about it much on the podcast. And I think, as we get closer to the draft and lottery, we're going to talk about you know who the Knicks should get, who we like. But this Zion Williamson kid, if the Knicks have the number one pick, you take Zion. And there's a lot of questions of what his skill set, how, tra- how it transfers into the NBA, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. You take Zion Williamson with the number one pick. He will be going number one, whoever has the number one pick, as he should. After and that, watching and the ACC tournament games, I was like, you got to take Like, you have to take him. Like, he showed he showed more skill set than we knew he had. I mean, the way he moves, he's so quick. If he develops a jumper, then we're good. You know, it's – I agree. You got to take him. And yeah. I don't think anyone would anyone would question that. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. I feel good about feel it. Feel good. And I, I just and it's good. And and again, yeah, let, we'll keep watching. I want to see Ja play. Uh, I just love that his name's Ja. <laughs> uh, just wait for that daily like, news headline. Yeah, ja and there's a lot rules. of other. It's coming. Because <laughs> the truth is, you don't you you know you don't really know where the Knicks are going to fall in the draft, man. We with with the. Being the worst lead, uh, record in the NBA, the, the the lowest they can fall is number five. 
So I got to mentally prepare myself for the Knicks having the number five pick <laughs> because you know it's, it's possible. We know it's coming. Like our so, chances of that happening are significantly higher yeah. than us getting the number one pick. So in the future, we need to do a podcast where we pick our one, two, three, four, five players. Who do you draft? And and I want to be able to watch this and do my research and be able to feel comfortable with that because the problem right now is after there's Zion and there's everyone else Yep. as far as who you can draft. And that's not to say Zion's going to be the best guaranteed, the best player out of this draft, but from a scouting perspective and looking at who's the best, you're drafting Zion. Number one, you are, you're crazy. You can't not, you can't be the guy who had the number one pick and didn't draft Zion. Like you can't, I and I'll tell you what, James Dolan is not going to let anyone tell him otherwise. So, <laughs> Nick fans, let's watch some basketball, man. Let the madness begin. And let the madness begin. Marcus, it's been awesome. Let's do this again soon. Go Giants. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>